burning hot, we on fire. Shit is in yellow. If it gets too hot, up the We're doing it big we tonight. We light the stage on fire. Yo, so real, see you, boy. We try to do a big on this one. And it's about to go crazy. Let's go, little something like this. Welcome back to another episode of the Bummer Up Podcast. Today's featured mix is an upcoming untitled track from the prolific Doctor's Remix. Follow him for details about the full release. Today, Samit talks to Umar Qureshi, one of the current captains of the FCB, about taking over the team, his insane stamina, and a few of his current rivals. Alright, let's get to it. So, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone who you are and uh, how, you, you know, your current role in Fungra, how you got started, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah, I mentioned Umar Qureshi, um, captain of, one of the captains of first class Fungra. Um, so, I started Fungra um, freshman year of college. Some of you might know this because of the whole, like, the first class vice cancer thing for, for Bunger the Bird last year. But um, so my senior year in high school, my mom was actually diagnosed with cancer, um, ovarian cancer, stage four. And um, I don't know, I, I definitely felt myself retreating socially. I didn't, I don't know, I, I kind of became a little bit of a recluse, didn't talk to my friends as much. Felt, generally felt kind of isolated. And I felt that, and I really didn't want that to continue when I went into college. And so what I did was, mm-hmm. let me just do something I've never done before, like ever. Just completely break myself out of my comfort zone. And I was like, all right, dancing sounds like something I've, like, I, I wrestled and I did martial arts for my entire life. Um, dancing was something I've never even come close to. And I just, I was walking around the activity fair, found the Bhangra team. And I was like, all right, sign me up. I'll do it. And I just, I just really wanted to like, break myself out of my comfort zone. And that's kind of how I got started. So I was going to yeah. say, like, you know, for someone that's already going through someone that emotionally taxing, and then on top of that, you know, making yourself further uncomfortable um, by putting yourself in a tough situation, um, you know, that, like, there are people that live very, very cozy, comfortable lives that aren't even willing to put themselves in an uncomfortable situation, you know? and uh, you know, you uh, you put yourself in one, you know, to hopefully get, like, a good return on your investment and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, that speaks a lot for, uh, you know, being able to find, you know, like, actively help yourself, you know, do what's right for you and, um, you know, be really strong. So, cool. So, you, so you joined that collegiate team. And then uh, yeah. when... Uh, when did FCB become a thing for you? Like, when did you first hear about it? How did you transition over? Yeah, so like I joined Steel City. I so I joined Steel City Bangra and got to know the team. Stayed on the team for a while. Um, I think thoughts started creeping in that like I don't. For me, the, t- the team just didn't take it seriously enough. In my opinion, the captains at the time just like just weren't overall managing the team well. Um, team dynamic was not fun. Um, very poisonous. So, and then I went to summer practices for FCB because they all, like, the captains on the team, like, encouraged me, you know, you should go out, you go, you should go and um, get better during the summer. They're having practices, go and go and dance with them. And so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go, like, dance during the summer. And I went to a few practices, felt like, got to know the guys very quickly. 
Um, everybody's really open. I love the team dynamic. Love the intensity, the like, like the intensity of practices and everything. Like everybody was held accountable. Nobody like babied you throughout the way. And that's how I joined. And then following year, I quit Still City and I joined I joined first class just because you know the team dynamic, the environment is just like something I crave. Like competitiveness that like. We're not just here to just mess around. We are here to do the best job we can do. And we want to put out a performance that's the best we can put out. And that's what I really liked about it. So, uh, so your current role in, uh, first class, you said that, uh, you're, you're a captain now of the team? Yeah, yeah. One of the captains? captains yeah, one of them, yes, for sure. Um, who are the other co-captains with you? And when that transition yeah. kind of happened from, uh, you know, from, because everyone, when, when most people think of first class captains, they think of, you know, Sid and Rom, you know, mm-hmm. Rom. So when did, uh, when did you guys kind so, of slide into the mix? So yeah, we, and it was a very gradual transition. Um, Sid, like, the way like FCB kind of has worked is that if you want to do something, just ask, like, just tell somebody you're going to do it and go do it. Um, like Sid and Rom made it very accessible from the get-go. Like, listen, if you want to make formations or something, make the formations, show it to us. If you like it, we'll, they'll be they'll be used. Um, I remember for like I remember for just comps in general last year, um, we would you know song suggestions, formations, choreos. Everybody had a chance to tweak. Like, if you had a choreo idea, pitch it. If it if the team liked it, it got added in. It wasn't like the team, like the captains, would just make the choreo and that was it and that was nothing else. Everybody got to, like, if they had a better idea, if you wanted to make choreo for Jummer, go make Jummer choreo and get it pitched. And so that's kind of what we did. Like me, Sagar, Sean, Neil, uh, we just, we just ended up being two, four people that kind of did that a lot. Like we would suggest ideas and we just, we were like actively trying to contribute and then, Naturally, like Sid and Rob, Roby, last year, they were like, okay, so like these guys are some kids that are actually like doing some work. Let's start like actually trying to like put them in position, a place where they can take over. Really, I think officially gets started happening for like Gott and Berg. But that's like when it really started. And then you actually truly took over for Mela um, this past year. Okay, so, so kind of mail on words, you know, so Berg, so Berg, you started getting involved, um, more mm-hmm. so than before, and then Mela was kind of all of you guys. Um, mm-hmm. and so, so the Mela experience, you know, that's something I know we've talked about before, and, uh, I remember, you know, throughout the year that that performance might not have been, like, you know, especially after Berg, you guys had like a really, really good performance, and then you guys killed it at clutch. But Mela, you guys, it was just a, it was a really short turnaround from Bird, and uh, you guys weren't as happy with how that went. Um, oh, and I forgot, obviously, Big Ten was right after Mela too. But yeah. uh, well, how was that experience? You know, um, so sort of like capping yeah. a team for the first time, mm-hmm. like all the responsibilities on you guys. Oh yeah, I mean, like it was definitely like a shock. I mean, like we. We knew what captaining was. I mean, like, we, we taught formation, we taught choreo, we did stuff like that during the year. But then, like, when we actually had, like, 100% take on everything, it was tough. And, I mean, the thing is, like, for the circuit, we still weren't going to get cut any slack. You know, I mean, it's still first class Bangra. It's, it's still, a, like, a championship team. Like, we have that name, we have that pressure to just perform. Even though it was the first time, I think it, I think one thing that really, 
was hard for us to hand, deal with was just we actually still need to do well. Like we still need to put out a performance that can potentially get first. Like we still have to have that kind of thing. We can't slack around. We don't. We're, we we didn't let ourselves. We didn't give ourselves a break in that sense. I guess. And so I know. So what happened was, you know, rolls around. We're thinking like, okay, we'll change like a, sec- a few segments. We'll remake the mix. We'll mix it up a little bit, and then we'll go and perform it for Mela. Like the way I, our, our process was, like, there was a level of trust that everybody had in each other. Like I know if I tell Umer to make formations, that he will make very good formations. That he will do his very best. He won't half-ass it. He will do a good job, and then we'll tweak and do whatever. But I trust Umer to do it. I trust Neil to do it. I trust Sean to do it. I trust Sagar to do it. I mean, we know he'll do a good job, so let him do what he needs to do, and he'll come back like at least around the deadline with something like fully fleshed out. And but the thing is, when we started doing that, we quickly realized, oh, we just made a new set in like a week and a half. Oh. And and we're just like you know <laughs> like we we, we just we were on a roll we like creatively just pumped out stuff and then all of a sudden we had a new set and we're just like all right let's just like let's do it let's let's make formations we'll just we'll teach a set in a month it's fine we'll get through it and uh like that first that first time you know making the set teaching formations teaching the choreo I mean we really only started doing stuff for Mela winter break which was like halfway through december so we had like a month maybe a little bit more than a month to really teach that entire set and do everything and it was like i said we definitely bit off a little bit more than we could chew the first time um a lot we learned a lot um how to make sure how to run practices more efficiently make sure everybody's questions are answered uh making sure everybody's on the same page i mean it was a learning process and we we realize when we look at that performance that like it was like I don't like it it was our fault. Um we didn't I'm not saying that like I'm not saying that performance was bad. It's just like looking back, there's just so many things we could have done differently that I wish we knew, like, we did. And it's I think it's just like for us it's just like ah we we I feel like we could have done so like we could have gotten for, like we feel like when we looked at the judge judging sheets we got the judges feedback we're just like we didn't disagree with any of it, but it was just like, dang, we were so close to getting that first. We were so close to that. Like, we could, if we just like changed this back there, I mean, and it happens with every comp, but I think it's just because it was our first comp, we're just like, we're just so close. We could have done, we could have like had a, we could have just come out of the gates just running. Do you, but do you think, so now like obviously looking back on that and having a successful, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Big Ten and Clutch City performance, like, do you feel like, experiencing that failure, even though it was just, it was second place, so, you know, it wasn't yeah. that bad, but experiencing that, like, failure, um, do you feel like that made you guys, like, you know, was that a blessing in disguise, you know, because no, you guys got to be a little more introspective? Because um, potentially, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but say, like, some of the inefficiencies you guys had that month, if uh, if you ended up winning, and the judges did, hadn't pointed out some stuff, would you uh, kind of get content with things? I would say that we probably would have been a little bit more content, for sure. There's, the thing is, like, practices were still, like, not well, and, like, we knew that. And we did, definitely didn't want to change things or go on, but it definitely was a blessing in disguise, I guess. Um, but we learned a lot, and I think just, like, the fact that we didn't do as well as we wanted to, like, 
our goal was first, we got second. I'm not saying second is bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, we're still very gracious for getting second place. That being said, like, we won first. Like, that was our goal. We didn't hit that goal. And it definitely was, like, all right, we really do need to, like, step up our game. We did, that we need to, like, have, we just need to be more prepared for practice. We need to make sure everybody knows what we just, that in, in general, like, it definitely brought up our intensity when it came to running practice and everything. It definitely did. And I think, having gone through that, we are better for it. I remember that happening back in, uh, in 2015 when we did a uh, Mela and the team was like, we sneaked out of first, right? And the team wasn't that happy, but like we knew, you know, we saw the video and we were like, man, like, you know, we kind of got away with that, you know, we did like just enough and we can't be doing that shit again. And the, you know, the comp was on a Saturday night and on Sunday, uh, the team, whoever was in Pittsburgh was doing all our runs on Sunday, you know, like yeah. the very next day. And, uh, I remember seeing that fire kind of ignited in everyone again. Like, um, so going back to what you said about the, uh, the captains all trusting each other with coming up with stuff and everyone kind of like, you know, being on the same page with like, Hey, like we need to get better at this. Like we need to do it shows that you guys have a, a vision and a, and a grand goal that you're all like totally 110% all in on. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know, like, how do you think that that attitude developed? Because I know some teams like struggle with that, especially with, whether it be dance or turnover, whether you have dance from other teams coming in, um, you know, how how have you and your, like, co-captains kind of fostered that relationship? I mean, so, first of all, that, co- that credit goes entirely to around. I mean, they've laid the groundwork, and I think that's where it starts. It's just one generation of a team needs to have, like, a, like an attitude check. And one, like, for sitting around, they're just like, all right, we need to take this more seriously. We need to, like, we need to have an intensity of the fire. We need to, like, you know, during practice, be intense. Like, one thing that sitting around espoused offense is, like, never take anything during practice personally. I remember one time during practice, um, it was my first time teaching formations for God. And, you know, I was teaching formations. And then Roby, who's, who was my roommate at the same time, um, he... He just like hit, like in the middle of practice like ripped into me. He was like, "Listen, like you can't you can't be this slow. You can't be figuring out what you're trying to do in the middle of practice. You can't be sh- teaching every single individual person exactly what they need to do. Like you you need to, you, you can't be this inefficient." And he was like just brick railed into me during practice. And as soon as practice was over, he, like, came up to me and was like, dude, I'm really sorry about that. Like, I didn't mean to. And I just cut him off and like, stop. Dude, you know I will never take anything you say personally. Like, you need, like, that needed to be said. Thank you for saying it. Move on. And then we laughed and, like, moved on. And it's one thing that's what I really like about SCB is that sitting around really created this culture of just, like, you can get in somebody's face. You can rip into them. Respectfully. Don't be a jerk. But, I mean... You can whip into somebody, you can, like, just tear, but, like, critique them to shreds. But then, like, practice is over, everybody's, everybody chills out and laughs about it and be like, haha, I remember that one time you just, your full guard was just straight trash. Uh, or like, oh, remember that one, remember that one time soccer, like, was on the other side of, like, 
Actually, no, I like it's never sucked. It's always me. Remember when Umer was ah. Uh, was on the opposite side of that formation, like, Hoomer was, like, super slow. I'm just very slow when I'm in general. So it's usually just everybody making fun of me. But, um, no, yeah, and, like, you know, just, like, we always laugh about it, and nobody ever takes it seriously, and I think that's one thing, like, I really enjoy about SCDs. One team, one, like, like, captains need to lead by example, and create that culture, and then hopefully, like, new set of people follow that. And you just like need to lead by example. You create that example that you'll never take anything serious, like personally. That you'll be intense, and that you fall, you pre, you do everything you preach, and it develops. It's just it's it's not going to happen overnight. It takes time. I mean, I know with all the newbies that how we got this year, it took them it took them a while to get adjusted to the fact that like this is how the team the team runs. We are a fast paced team. We'll teach us we'll teach three segments in one day. And you, they, you just need to pick it up, and you need to like, get acclimated to that environment. You need to get used to people who are better than you and who aren't as good as you critiquing you, and like you just like need to accept it and like put your ego aside and really just take it in stride. Yeah, like having, you know, having the newest, most inexperienced person on the team um, know the set like the back of their hand and being able to critique. Maybe even the guy who came up with the choreo that he's teaching that guy, you know, later. It, it's important, you know, like fostering that type of uh, um, environment because it encourages everyone to take the set seriously um, and it builds uh, the, you know, the future generation of leaders on the team. That's what Sid and Ram treated you guys. And now look at where, you know, I remember coming to practice before, um, Neil was even dancing, you know? Neil was just the guy that came in the set and did a backflip and, and left off stage. And, uh, like a few months later, he's, he's, dan- like he practiced, like he started learn, like he wasn't even trying to learn Bunger at that point. And then a few months later, he's on Berg's stage and now he's, uh, now he's a captain, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and same with you. At the same time that Neil was just a backflip guy, you were, um, we would go to that whatever dance hall, yeah, and I would look across, and um, I remember seeing you on another team at that point. And again, a few months later, you know, you're on the team, and then soon after that, you guys are you guys are running shit. Yeah. So um, here, here's a fun little question for you, and maybe some other dances from the circuit. I've seen you do this. When I danced, I got to share the stage with you at Big Ten, so I got to see this, but... After getting a fully dressed in your verdi, bug tied and everything, most dancers will be fined. You know, you, you'll find them like huddled in a corner either because their head's hurting or just like eating, maybe like listening to the mix on repeat and like stressing out. But for the most part, people are kind of like conserving their energy a little bit. And then we'll, we'll look over at you and you'll be drenched in sweat on maybe your third. I think, I think Big Ten was at least three, maybe four. Somewhere between two and four full out run throughs before walking on the stage after getting your butt tied. Um, care to explain because, you know, I, like I said, like people compliment me for my energy on stage, but there has never been a point where I thought about, um, draining myself of whatever energy I have that day, uh, before walking on stage. And, uh, what's, what's the story behind that and how do you, uh, how do you pull that off? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I remember. Uh, no, yeah, I remember. Like, it happens at every comp. Like this kid, 
um, doing a pull-out run-through. Everybody's watching him and just like, what is he doing? But yeah, no. Um, at Bruin last year, Bruin 2016? Yeah, Bruin 2016, I did eight. And they just got really mad at me because I had, he had to three-time my bug. But yeah, I did eight, like, full jumps, is everything. But um, the reason I, the reason I started doing that because, so I wrestled in high school and wrestled for eight years. And when I, when I wrestled, one thing, one thing my coach told me to do was just warm up and like just full, do a full, maybe like half a match, like three, four minutes. And just go hard, go all out. It's just like blow out your lungs, get tired, get, break that first wall, get sweaty. And that's what I would do. That's what I do for comps is I will do a few run throughs, make sure that like my body is warm, my body is ready so that when I go on stage, I'm already used to get, my lungs are used to getting tired. They're used to getting super big. Like that's kind of the reason behind it. No, I mean, and physiologically it does make sense because if you're sitting around all day, your lungs do kind of tighten up a bit and stuff. Maybe, you know, maybe you go a little extreme with it. You know, I don't think, yeah, I'm not going to sure. recommend that everyone exactly, you know, people who, people who have not done this before, before should not do eight runs before their performance at the next comp they do. But, you know, no. I, you know, maybe they can take some, some pages out of your book and maybe do, Maybe you do one, maybe do a few 70% run-throughs. It's obviously working for you very well, so um, maybe I'll try it sometime. Hopefully. Yeah, I remember, I, I think, I think like, after that, the, the eight I did at Bruin, like, that was probably the best shape, Bungalow shape I've been in for, like, ever so far. If you watch, I'm in Ferozzi, and I'm, like, on stage left, and if you watch me at the end of the, the beginning of the end segment for Bruin, you can watch me, like, straight up talking to pages, like, playing Thor, because he, I, he asked me to come up, are you tired yet? And I was just like, no, nah, I'm fine. The thing is, like, I made sure I was in control, and I was still doing the steps, and, like, all out, but at the same time, like, I felt completely fine. And then I remember, like, so we did a like, chicken off at the very end, and, like, I was just like, all right, well, I got a lot of energy left, so I'll just, like, go as hard as I can. And then Akshdeep, who was my Jody at the time, like, he told me afterwards that he was like, dude, I was concerned, like, something happened to you because I thought you broke your leg or something because you were screaming. And I was like, nah, nah. Essentially, you had to do that to fully release whatever energy you had. Yeah, I mean, it scared me, too. And, yeah, there are definitely pictures online of you doing it as well. And it looks like you were going into battle. Like, like I, I'll, probably, I'll probably link a picture of those pictures. In the, yeah, I'll link some of those pictures in the show notes or something. But yeah, yeah, and and you should link the Bruin performance because uh, yeah. people need to see the they they need to at least see the fact that like that was that was a very long dance heavy set. And that was nine minutes. Like nine minutes say, of dancing almost. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that you got you did well. You, the fact that you did eight all our runs before that. And got to that ending segment, and we're still uh, having a conversation with Davis while dancing is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna probably have to do another separate podcast, maybe a series on uh, you know Punger fitness and injury prevention and all that stuff. And, exactly. uh, you know. But all right, I think you know we're we're kind of getting near the end of our time, so let's leave off with. Uh, you know, question about how, uh, you know, SCB's plans for this year going forward, any rivals you're particularly aiming at on a beat, um, you know, closing thoughts. Biggest rival? Um, AG, 100%. 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we lo- we beat them at Gut, lost them at Berg. Round three probably happening ha- what well, might happen at Berg this year might happen somewhere else. I know we were trying to. I mean, talking to Howie, I know we were trying to have that mail out Big Ten, but it didn't quite happen. But no, yeah, I mean, we're definitely gonna go. I mean, definitely AG for sure. Um, yeah, Howie's yeah. definitely trying to push for uh, for Berg to be this a big slugfest between some big teams. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're no, yeah, I mean, actually think comp this year. Yeah, I'm excited. If it, if it actually pans out the way, like, DTF has been, like, pumping it up, yeah, definitely excited for that. All right. Well, guys, similar to the other podcast, if you have any questions for Umar about, you know, how to take over as a leader, how to build a set, um, how to reach a fitness level capable of doing nine all-out run-throughs in a row, whatever it may be, you can find them on Facebook. Umar Qureshi, and uh, uh, or you can just hit up the Bunger team, uh, the Bunger podcast. What we have so many different accounts. Which one do you think is the best mm-hmm. one for them to hit up? I think Facebook. Um, Facebook is that probably the easiest way. But I'll link like a message link somewhere in the show notes. So yeah, I think we're good to go then. We'll sign mm-hmm. off there. Thanks for coming on, Umar, and I'm okay. sure you're going to be involved with many other good interviews coming out very soon so looking forward to all that alright cool cool hey thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Bangra Podcast do you have any ideas for what we should talk about if so email us at bangrateamspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook Instagram or Twitter at the Bangra Pod if you like this podcast subscribe on iTunes Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts today you get the podcast automatically downloaded as soon as it hits the feed and if you really want to help us out, please leave a review on iTunes and let us know how we're doing. Shout out to Nikki PNS178, Sahil D, SIG6HAL NAHJAO, MD1234466678, and HSD322 for their reviews on iTunes. If it gets too hot, up in this spot, we all fight.